yes, we are alive. All right. Hello, we're here. Sorry. We're, do, we're doing boomer things. Um, it's not me this time. No, it's me doing boomer things. But yeah, we're, we're doing the thing. Hey, I mean, no one's here yet, so it's fine. Yeah, that's fine. We can get it sorted out. Nobody may even watch it. It's fine. It's possible. It is possible. That's okay. All right. I wouldn't. By the way, we're going to get started. All right. We are back for a long, long hiatus for our 100 outside the 100, counting down our top 100 games just past our top 100 because we're counting down our top 100 on the podcast, which if you're not caught up, we're down to the top 10 on the podcast. Richard and his cat are here. Thank you, <laughs> Richard. Richard, I don't know what your cat is, but hi, kitty. I can't. If I could, I would have our cat in here, but she... She's annoying. Would be a spaz. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we need to start this, this thing so we're not up all night. That's true. Um, Jason is going to start because he can't apparently remember... Well, I had my list. I didn't have yours. So yeah. He's supposed to start. So he is starting. Um, tonight we're going to cover... Uh, Numbers 150 to 136. Hopefully with as little distractions from our child that's still awake as possible. We'll see. We'll see. So yeah, I will start. And my first one is actually a game that doesn't get a ton of love. And it is Takenoko. Now, I don't know where this is on my screen. Um, <laughs> you are sharing it. I think it's right here. Oh, yeah. You're right. You're right. There it is. Okay. So Takenoko is a... I don't know what it, it's like a little contract fulfillment. contract fulfillment game where you are controlling this little panda and a little gardener person that looks like this. And you are moving them around to eat. The panda wants to eat different bamboo and the gardener wants to grow bamboo. And that, that looks like this. And mm -hmm. you're putting down tiles. It's going to grow the color of bamboo of the tile. And you're trying to fulfill contracts by getting certain heights of bamboo. Fancy one. Certain... Um, Panda wants to eat certain colors of bamboo. The mm -hmm. gardener wants to grow. And you want to have certain color tiles next to each other. Mm -hmm. And you got to irrigate with these cool little blue things. It's a really simple game. It looks fantastic on the table. It's really fun. And it doesn't get a ton of love. And that kind of bugged me out. But there you go. Anyway, my number one ever we're starting with, 150, 150. is Takenoko. Hey. Um, I think this is the one that's interesting. Um for me because when we have people over and I'm like, Hey, just pick out a game and I'll teach you. A lot of people choose Takenoko because it looks, it is a great toy factory. hundred percent. It looks cool and it's cute. And also for me, it's been a fairly easy teach because it's a very like, okay, we're going to roll a weather die and then we're going to take a couple of these actions. Your board lays it out really well. Um, yeah, the tactileness and moving the panda, moving the gardener, and stacking the bamboo. So good. I agree. I like it. Yeah, I think if we played it more, actually, we just played it not that long ago with your cousin, and it was good. I yeah. mean, a couple months ago, but yeah, if I played it more, it might it might keep moving higher. But then, like we still haven't played with the chibis, and it's just I know. Uh, yeah, the chibis are cute. I'd probably bump it up too. Actually, that's true. Um, my number one fifty is like one of those classic themes that I feel like people of our age love and that is creating your own theme park and the game is Meepleland. Um, we played this, I think last year at 
camp or something? I think we played it with your cousin too. We might have. We played it with Amber Bolton. Too, sure. um, so you're setting up your theme park, putting things out there, but you want you want to be able to maximize like the visitors that'll come into your park off the tour bus. Uh, and you, it's not only that, but they also you have to follow the path with the tiles, um, which I'm not great at because you know me and spatial things. But it it does have that really fun feel of like, oh, I want to put these cool things in my park. Like, how do I get them to fit in here? How can I get the most people to come to it um, and like it? You know, what can I afford to put in my park? Which is generally the biggest problem. It's true. Money is hard to come by. I want all this yeah. cool stuff, but I can't afford it because maybe I didn't get the right people in or we have a burger stand or whatever um, to make some money. It's not my favorite theme park design game, but... Um, I really like it. It's got like a, a roller coaster tycoon light mm -hmm. feel to it. I mean, no one's like flinging off the teacups and throwing. Right. Up. It. It. Yeah. Not. No. Nobody does. <laughs> but just come and have fun. Right. I like those people die. I like when dinosaurs eat them. But that's a whole. That's that's from a podcast episode, not this one. That would show up later. Uh, but Meeple Land, uh, I think it's. I don't know if people talk about this one, but I feel like it's a little underrated because it is like a fun theme that most people are like, yeah, I want to do that. I want to create my own theme park. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so I think it's a good one. Uh, my 150 is Meeple Land. All right. So my number 149. This is criminally low, I think. I know. It's only because I had that bad experience with the expansion that one time. And my number 149 is Dice Forge. Dice Forge is a, a great game. It Basically, it's a a dice customization game kind of yeah you have these cool dice let me see if i can find a picture uh well here, here's the board you also so you have this board that you're going to try to buy cards when you buy cards they're going to give you different die faces for your dice and no they, they may some, some of them may. may yeah you can just buy the faces. you can buy faces your, and you're trying dice. to customize these dice with different faces to give you points and gold and um different types of gems to help you buy cards because you mm -hmm. need red and blue gems to buy cards cards are going to give you points they'll give you some kind of bonuses yeah the cool thing about this is every turn you're rolling your dice every turn you're gathering resources and then on your on your turn you're either going to you're spending them buy a die face or as many as you can with the gold or buy a card that's it and depending on the player count could be eight rounds could be nine rounds either way it's going to feel super short and then after all that is done whoever has the points in the winner it looks fantastic. It has cool bits. Um, it's the most bang for your buck game. That's true. It I has think. it has a ton of stuff going on. It's like thirty bucks. It's mm -hmm. super cheap. The expansion you can take it or leave it. I didn't love it, but again, maybe I need to try it again. But the base game by itself is fantastic, and I highly recommend my number one forty nine, Dice Forge. Yeah, it's a good game for people that are kind of moving out of very basic level games to maybe a little more a little deeper games. But it still engages people because everyone's doing something on every turn. Um, Speaking of games to get people that don't game into very often, my number 149 is a racing game. And those just seem to work well with people that don't game that often. And if you're going to race, you might as well race camels. So Camel Up is my 149. I don't think I have taught this game to anyone who has disliked it. There, I'm sure there's. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend playing it at 10 players. We did do that one time, and that was terrible. But people still had fun. That's true. Um, yes, you are. camels are racing around the track. Um, 
you're getting the, they're moving by these dice that have the corresponding color. Um, they're nice chunky camels that stack on each other, which is really important because stacking allows camels to move even if their dice have already been um, pulled out of the pyramid. Um, you bet on camels. You can take, we have some expansions. You can take pictures of camels. Um, we just have eight. An expansion is there only there, one? there's only one for yeah yeah the expansion is really cool um but i know sometimes this game is hard to find at least the old bus yeah the one the one the pictures here is the old version there is a new version where the pyramid's like plastic and it has some new art but same game yeah same game. um we have this one we're obviously pressed to old and busted but nearly everyone we've played this with is like how can i get a copy of this game which for a while was like good luck um but the new the new version has allowed more people to access this game. And it's just good, stupid fun. There's not a ton of strategy in this game necessarily. Um, but it's bidding at the right time. There's pusher luck elements. Um, even if you lose, you're still like rooting for random camels that you have no right to like. Um, off season. Okay. Oh uh, yeah. We we have off season as well. We do have off season. Off season is an auction game not an expansion at all no. it's only camel up in the fact that there are camels that's that on that no well no, that, they're on the cover that are on the cover and the card is like a camel caravan and the first player marker is a blue camel it's that looks camel. like a gift from the game outside of that it's a completely different game you're bidding to try to collect resources if you get too much stuff it'll make your camel fall down and you bust you lose it it's like an auction you push your luck game it's, it's pretty fun but it's nothing like this game right the first time i played it i was disappointed in um off season because i was thinking oh yeah it's gonna be like camel up but it's really not and so once i like got, let that go it it does have a lot of fun mechanics and things like oh can i can i get more fruit or i'm gonna end up with something else like um it's yes it's fun but not at all like camel up it's Campbell up adjacent, basically. Yeah. Um, but Campbell up, the yeah, race yeah. is my one forty nine. But off season, I do like. It's just completely separate. We have the card game as well, which is more like this game. Yes. But I don't think it's as fun. It's not as fun as the board game. I I don't think so either. But there's something different. Like if you ever thought, I wish that Camel up um, had maybe more strategy to it, more interaction. That's true. That's what the card game it does. It does have more strategy. It's more of a Euro-y version of it, yes. Um, whereas I'm just like, let's just see how the camels fall, you know? Yeah, uh, it, so that, that's part of the fun of that's it. That's why I really like just straight up camel up. Yeah. So what number are we on? 148. 148. You are on 148. All right. So my number 148 is actually a game that we played our friend's copy, and then they had it for super cheap last year when we were at Origins. Uh, and it is juicy fruit. It's it was over. And here I also, as I was looking this up, I saw that there was an expansion coming out this year. Ooh. It said juicy fruit, some island, twenty twenty four. So I don't know what that is. But anyway, hmm. this is a game about it's it's got you know that those little games where you have the the square and you're trying to move the pieces around to get it to paint a picture where you're like moving the grid. Oh, like little plastic. Yeah, it's like one, there's a picture and you're empty. trying to make it. Yeah. Okay, okay. I was but like, where are you going? The core this? of the mechanism is kind of like that. You're moving these fruit around. Like if I wanted to collect some limes, I'd move it as far as I could go. So if I move it this way, it would hit that one and I would get one lime. You're trying to, you, to manipulate your grid to collect fruit to 
fulfill these contracts on the boats mm -hmm. or to use them to um, make ice cream. You can mm -hmm. get ice cream and you can also use them to um, buy different upgrades for your board from the central board. And the more ice cream you make, the more of these things you make, that's going to be the timer of the game. There's also a there, soda. Yeah, there's also a second side of this that, uh, I don't know if you can see my mouse moving, but uh, the top board that has the scoring track, there's a back side that has like a soda machine. You can use fruit to move along that to score points as well. It's just... Was that an option? Yeah, you, this is the basic game without that. Oh, but no. that adds like a whole extra thing you can do in your turn. It's true. And it's not that hard. But you're just trying to free up space on your board to so you can move your piece as far as you can to collect a bunch of fruit and then score points. That's it. It's super fun. It's a nice little puzzle. Big fat uh, fruit. Actually, our fruit is half the half as thick because <laughs> we got a cheaper version. But the, <laughs> right. the original ones are like huge. They we got the diet fruit. But they're still really nice on wood. They're, they're still nice. But this is a great game. Uh, if you haven't played it, I say give it a, give it a shot. It's really fun. Family family weight. Oh yeah. Um, Really good game. So 148. Mm -hmm. uh, Juicy Fruits for me. Yeah. That is a good game. You 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 need to get your own copy. Yeah, you should totally get your own copy of Camel Up. It's it's super fantastic. Yeah. I highly recommend it. Especially, I don't even like racing games that much, but this one is up there. Yeah, especially now that it's available. Um, Why 148 is a game that we haven't played lately. And I realized, I don't think we played it with my cousin oh, yeah, we and should. her husband. And this is one they would like. Yeah. Uh, and that's Istanbul. This is like a OG um, game where you have your workers and they move in a stack. And as you move, you leave behind workers um, until you stop at your destination and you're going to the action. You're really trying to fill up. It's a race to get like five or yeah, six. Yeah, you're games. trying to get your gems. But which I don't love. I never love games that are like everyone gets the score. Who gets to score first? I don't like that. However, I don't mind it in Istanbul because you can get there in a variety of ways. It's true. So you can get there by like filling. Can you fill up your wheelbarrow and get a get a gem for that? Yes. Um, you can just visit places and buy them. Visit places to buy them, and then you can even that you can buy them with different types of things. Mm -hmm. So that again, for me, obviously, multiplies victory is my jam. So I, that's what I like about this. Um, also, you can like send people to jail and get them out, which yeah. is always fun. You have an idiot cousin that you can break out. Of jail Everybody's got that fun. one relative, you know. They just can't seem <laughs> to stay out of jail. Um, and it's the, the board isn't the board sort of changes. It's changed every time you play, so they kind of lay out different ways where mm. the stuff goes, but. As you're playing, where you put your people and where they can go um, and where other people are because you have to pay if someone else is there, um, that really can change the strategy. So what is a fairly straightforward kind of game has some really key decisions to it. Um, there's a reason why this is so popular. We have played the dice. There's a dice version. Mm -hmm. Do you play dice version? Mm -hmm. um, I just didn't like it as well as the original, but I'm always... Not, not as good, I don't think. Yeah, I'm always partial to the OGs, generally. Like, I don't usually like the cover of a song better than the original. Or if I had the cover first, then I like that I like the, best. the covers better. That's how I will. Always. Um, but Istanbul, the OG, it's, it's, there's a reason why it's a classic. So, yeah. My number 147, Istanbul. All right. So, 
to Constantinople. My number 146, because I went first. Good job. That's how math works. No, you're on 147. I did 148, sorry. Okay, don't confuse me like that. Sorry, I did 148. I just saw 147. <laughs> so I was doing the math correctly. You were. My number 147 yes. is actually a game yes. about Asia. And it's a worker placement game. And it is called... Don't say it's stupid. Ginger. How about that? I was going to say it's stupid. But I you so this is a worker placement game with some area control. And you are trying to build temples in these different locations by getting contract cards. We haven't played this for a minute. It is so hard, but I also really yeah. like it. Like you have to collect resources to build these temples in the location that you want. And then whoever has the most in each location at the end of the round is going to get some kind of special bonus. Again, and you're really limited on your actions each round. Yeah. Like it is tight. And there's tight, an tight. event card that gets flipped every round. Um, the board can get filled up pretty quickly. If you're playing at less player counts, it's right. even tighter. Um, it's really fun. It It is worker placement at its heart. Yeah. And contract fulfillment. You can see everything going on here. Um so you go to a spot, you collect the stuff, and then you're just trying to build and you know get points. But it's really cool. It has great production. The buildings are really mm -hmm. are really big, like this big. Um, yeah. Cool theme. These cards up here at the top. I can't see that. You can't Point. see that. Those cards right there are like special, <laughs> like um, creatures that are going to give you special abilities through the round. And it's five rounds. Yeah, Kitsune's. Yeah, there you go. Good thing of the word. But yeah, whatever number this is, 147 for me. It is 147. Is Jinja. And you can probably find this for pretty cheap if you're into it because I don't think it did that well. So. Which is sad because it is really good. But it, it was challenging. I was like, oh, I just need a few more turns. Like, I just can't get to everything I want. Um, but we only played it two, I think. When I, I played, played it, it at three, two, and it's still tough. But you said it was actually easier at three, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, because there are more spaces open, which is nice. Yeah, my uh, number 147 is a game that actually I think Jason talked about on the podcast this week. I, so I he obviously ranks a lot higher than me. And I think he has always liked this one better than me. And that's Zulkin, the Mayan calendar. Um, I like Zulkin. I think it would be higher if I felt like I, <laughs> I did better. So you're placing your workers out. Um, on these dials that are moving around in order to collect things so that you can then turn them into like moving on tracks, um, crystal oh, skulls. There's tons of tracks. There's, there's vertical tracks, there's horizontal there's tracks. There's so many tracks. Tracks, tracks, tracks. <laughs> so many tracks. Um, and knowing when, to, when you wanna pull off one of your workers and sometimes you have to pull one off because you don't have worker to play, um, that is really cool the the wheels themselves are awesome i wish we had ours painted like ours are like that blinding white one that i just pulled up <laughs> i know like even if we could get like a basic wash on them but we don't do any of that so you know yeah that's what the boy looks like without the wheels if somebody wants to paint our wheels that would be great um but this game is a again you place a worker or take off a worker um but when you do that, why you do that, what you do with your resources, ooh boy. Um, those are some really difficult decisions in this game. And so that's, I think, why, even though I had a couple times where I'm like, gosh, this really stinks. Um, there are other times where I was like, this, yeah, yeah, this is a puzzle. This is really, this is really kicking my butt. Like, 
I've never played Village. Does it do that like gear thing? I might have to check that out because I like the passage of time thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it's, it is a good game. I think um, I'd like to play it again to see if I have like a better experience with it. And then I think that would move it up. Did we play with Brandon? Did he ruin it? Did he ruin the experience? I don't, I don't know. Maybe. It was probably Brandon. <laughs> um, but my one, number 147 is Zulkin, the Mind Calendar. All right. So my number 146 mm-hmm. is a game that I think Katie likes more than me. I do. Uh, I definitely talked about it. And I, I like it. I don't know. I just, I, every time I see it on the shelf, I just never want to pick it up. But that's also a lot of games. So who knows? And that is Santa Monica. If you haven't played this game, this is a tableau building game. I mean, it's got fantastic art for one. A uh, tableau wielding game about building a boardwalk and a beachfront. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's kind of what it looks like. You're going to be drafting mm-hmm. cards from like an area here. If you draft from where the food cart is, the food truck is, you get a bonus. If you draft from where the foodie is, you get a bonus. And you're basically trying to build this boardwalk and this beachfront to move these people onto the cards to score points. That's the whole gist of the game. Yeah. Some of the cards will score just by being next to other types of cards, by putting in a right. chain. Um, and you're trying to build as an efficient tableau as you can to score points. There are some special abilities you can use, but the gist of it is building cards, scoring points. Um, it's really fun. It's a nice drafting game. It's pretty chill. It is. It feels um, just chill. That's why I like it. It can get a little frustrating trying to get these people moved. If you can't get the cards to get the people or you can't get the cards to move the people, that can get a little frustrating because if you can't get cards, people where they need to go, you lose points. Because some cards need to have like four people on mm-hmm. them because they're having a picnic. So you got to get the proper color people sitting mm-hmm. there Yeah. so they got a picnic. So it can get a little frustrating, but... It's still fun. We have an expansion, too, that we haven't yet tried. The Long Weekend. Because you never want to pick it up off the shelf. Yeah, some fat cards. Some fat-sized cards. Oh, like, what are you talking about? So, whatever this number is. 146 (laughs) is Santa Monica. I really like Santa Monica. It's definitely my top 100. Um, Did you talk about it already? Yeah, I already did. Yeah, I think it's not going to be in your top 10. It's not my top 10. (laughs) Everybody probably knows what my top 10 is. Um, real Santa Monica is frustrating. That's true. I believe that 100%. I would be frustrated for sure. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't, I've never been to the real Santa Monica. You're there last weekend. What? All I know is the Everclear song Santa Monica. I always, and the, um, Cheryl Crow is what I kept singing. And the Theory of a Dead Man song Santa Monica. That's all I know. Oh. Until the sun comes up, Santa Monica, Anyway, I'm talking about rock band. She's talking about Cheryl Crow. Who's the cool one here? Me. Well, I like Santa Monica, the game better than you. It is good. I actually think I bought it for you. Yeah, it was or like a birthday or, or Father's, or Father's Day, Day. It's probably a Father's Day thing. And I like it better, of yeah. course. <laughs> I not? mean, that's fine. <laughs> like, I always want to. I want to play it, and I've taught it before because I like it so much, and I want to play it with people. And you, for some reason, don't ever want to play it. I know. I need to bring it out more. I, I do. but You heard it here, folks. I mean, they can't the, see, but just these. Look around. <laughs> Those hand gestures were not panovision. Were, were for Katie. She can look around. Yes, because I am here. Um, moving on. My 146 is another like oldie quality game. And it's chill. And it's Takedo. Um, gosh, 
So my things about Takedo. I really enjoy Antoine Bauza. A lot of games of Antoine Bauza that I like. And the fact that I know that is Antoine Bauza is exciting to me. The artwork in Takedo is gorgeous. It's like, it's a minimalist. It's just right. Um, it's Japanese theme. So of course I love it. Um, so you're taking a walking tour in Japan. Um, and along the way, you're going to stop and get snacks. You're going to um, collect souvenirs. You're going to visit the hot springs. You're going to um, drop some money at the temple. You're going to paint some paintings. Paint some, yeah, paint some paintings. Uh, again, multi-pass of victory and a very chill. This is the mechanism where um, the person who is the furthest back is the one who takes the is, is turns the turn order. Um, it's so pretty. I really like the follow up Nuiji. Um, I want like this super deluxe edition that's like big and real pretty, but it's like outrageously expensive. Um, and Jason won't justify me buying it. I, this game's fine. It's not worth that. I would do the the Takenoka one way before I would do that because I actually like Takenoka. I this I this game is just it just speaks to me. This one's fine, but Namiji completely makes me never want to play this game again. I totally disagree. It's different. Namiji's too fast. Um, we have not played Takedo Duo. I was just thinking about that actually. Yeah, I, I saw it. Yeah, I went to a game <laughs> store when Katie was doing something on Wednesday, and they had Takedo Duo there. Yeah, so I don't know how it's different. I haven't really looked no, into all, it. All I know is it's two players. That's it. <laughs> You mean a game that has duo in it is two players? Yep, that's what I said. Um, yeah, it's. I, I would like to try it actually. The problem is, like, despite the fact that it's always the two of us <laughs> on here or on the podcast, we don't play games together. Just the two of us yeah. very often. Honestly, I play mo most of the games by myself, like two, three handed, whatever. Or if we do, we'll pick like a really like a heavy euro that no one else is going to play with us. <laughs> Correct. Um. So we'll play it instead. Those will be my top 10. That's a, it's a freebie, freebie spoiler. Um, but I, I would like, to, I like to play if we are playing with people who are lighter gamers, I'm always like, let's play Takedo. Cause it's so pretty and so relaxing. Multipass to victory. You want to go paintings? Great. I want to get like all the different kinds of snacks. They're like, Oh, you're going to donate the most money. Cool. I'm going to get all these souvenirs. Good times. So my 146 Takedo. All right. So my number 145 is not relaxed. <laughs> it's about driving a crazy taxi around. And evading the police. And evading sometimes. the police. And it's called Taxi Derby. Um, yeah, this is... A, there's a, a video game called Crazy Taxi. I don't know if anybody's ever played that. No. But you're basically... It's one of those ones you sit in and you get the wheel and you're driving around. Oh. Uh, you're actually picking up passengers and you're driving super recklessly to deliver them where they're trying to go. <laughs> this is the board game version of that. You don't have to drive you recklessly. You can, you can drive like a normal human in this, but <laughs> you can also drive recklessly. Like a meeple car. Yeah, but yeah, basically you're in. You're picking up passengers. You have this taxi. These are a collision. But you have this taxi oh, and, and you're basically moving around this map. And you're picking up um, pedestrians no. or customers from like these locations here and then delivering them to one of these spaces here 
that has the big, mm -hmm. big thing to get points, coins, and all that. Now, there's also upgrade areas that you may have to have certain types of upgrades in your car. Like some people only get in your car if you have a fancy radio. Some people want um, nice seats. Some people want Wi-Fi, all that kind of thing. Um, so you're trying to upgrade your car. You're trying to deliver people where they want to go and also avoid the police. Because if you you can speed to get there faster, but that causes some risk of the police chasing you. If you just drive like a regular human at the speed limit, you can avoid the police mostly. And the tickets. And the tickets. Because tickets can cause money loss, points. You can go to jail. You have to go to the police station and lose your passenger, passenger. and all that stuff. It's crazy. So it's just a pick up and deliver game with um crazy taxi theme um yeah so those are the components that's about it mm -hmm. um so yeah it's a good game i hear people talk about this very much well it, it doesn't exist it's super oh, hard to find like, really they did like their one little print run mm -hmm. and i i don't know where you can get it now but it's super fun if, if you like pick up and pick up and deliver games this is a good one the rule book's not great uh but if you can get through that it's fine Do we play without the player heart? Uh, Richard Diaz picked it up because of the review. <laughs> he played a crazy Oh, uh, yeah, that's sweet. I should do it. No, we probably should play without the player powers because I do kind of agree. They do feel a little... Because somebody had one where when they dropped it off, they got an extra coin. Mm -hmm. And then somebody just had one where they could move an extra space or something. They don't They don't all feel as good. I can move an extra space. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I feel like they are... I don't care about that as much. Like the cards but, in Marco or um, yeah. Voyage Marco Polo. Like I want all of them, but I only get one. And they all, everyone else's seems better than mine at the time. Um, it's not the end of the world though. I mean, you don't really use your special ability that much anyway. I think someone should pick up the rights to this and then make it like an Uber theme. That would be cool. Because it, it really That's has more, the makings of more. that. Like, oh, here I want, I want this Uber to have like these types of amenities or something. Like Uber could like put their actual name on it and make some money. You heard it here first. Sure, Uber, T T T M trademark. We, Talk to we me. Got it. What was another game I was gonna I was gonna make another game that I was trying to trademark the other day. I don't know. Who knows? My brain's full of ideas. There's hamsters and wheels everywhere. My number one forty five is a game I do want to play. Bark Avenue. Super similar game. Oh, that's cool. I didn't realize that was a pickup and deliver game. I saw it. Cool. I did know that. Huh. Okay. So I remember covering Bark Avenue on Kickstarter and I was like, dude, this seems really great. And I've seen it several times. Jason's like, yeah. Well, I'm not into a dog theme. Like that is so not a theme that I care about at all. That's true. It might as well be space or something of that nature. But like but, the dogs yeah. have toys, like special kinds of toys or like what snacks or something that they want. Um, yeah. I, I do want to play that. We have some very dog interested friends. That they have it. I'm that I'm sure. sure they have it. So we need to play it and play their copy and see. I'm more interested now that he said it kind of feels, or I don't know, 30, but Pablo said that it sounds, it feels like taxi. Yeah. So that sounds good. FYI, we don't have Pablo 42, who you are Pablo 42, but hi. Yeah. Hi. We like you anyway. Um, my number 145, we have played a couple times recently. I had a bad experience um, with it last summer because I'm like, yeah, again, it plays lots of people. It's just, it's drafting. It's, uh, it's like one of my favorite games, but for more people and it just, nobody got it. It was sad, but we played, I played it twice recently and it went so much better. 
And that's between two castles of Mad King Ludwig. So I love Castle of Mad King Ludwig. I'm pretty sure it's in the top 100. Well, on the last time you played this, you didn't even use my app. No, I hand to score it. it. Screw that, man. This is like three minutes with the app. Well, I, I figured out how to actually use this card last time. Um, and there weren't as many of us either. That's true. And I like handed out. Last time I played with like six, I was like, no, we're using the app because it sucks. So between two castles, it's good with a lot of players because you are making a castle between the cat. You are putting together a castle with the person on either side of you. Um, and this is drafting. Take a stack of nine tiles or however many, depending on how you're playing. Um, and you draft a tile for each castle. You do not discuss said tile with your partner. Yeah, I know. Why are you looking at me? I, I was just, you're oh. my partner. Oh, I was like, in I, this yeah, I, I know you can't talk. Gotcha. Sorry. She's using me as an example, like when I was doing this. Just, just sit there and be quiet. So we're in this castle. I'm not, I can't talk to Jason about what's going in our castle. Um, but we are trying to make the scoring opportunities much like regular Castle Magnet Ludwig because you can get points <laughs> by having certain rooms next to each other, different types, stacking up, getting bonuses. Um, a lot can go on. So really, it's helpful to play this like with people who know how to play most games interspersed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that was the problem. Yeah, you need somebody who knows how to play next to people. When I had the bad experience, yeah. I thought I had enough people who understood, but they did not. Since then, I have gotten savvy. It's been much better. There's I, the thing I love about regular castles is all the cool rooms, and there's like more cool rooms in this one. Um, and then you get the score of. So it's like yes, we're working together, but there's an individual winner because each of us our score is the lower of the two castles that we're working on, the lower score. I won last time, maybe that's why I like it better. I think I probably won the time before. But it's um, it's nice for a lot of people. Uh, it's drafting, so people are picking simultaneously, things are happening, there's fun rooms. Um, I, I just, and it's very quick. We have the expansion too, which is pretty cool. Like secret rooms. Yes. It, it, it goes very quickly. So if you play it once and people are like, yo, I didn't quite get it. And then at the end, they're like, oh, that goes by that. You can pretty easily play it again. And it will actually go faster probably the second time. And people will feel better about it. Um, so it is kind of one of those games. It's not bad to do like a teaching game. My daughter was like cracking herself up in the other room. Uh, so anyway, 145 between two castles. Yeah, between two cities, there's a new version of that too, which is a little simpler. So maybe... I don't yeah. play between two cities. Yeah, it's similar. Maybe if there's people who haven't played, that might be the one to try. But I like the castle rooms. That's true. It's my problem. All right, so we are on 144. You need 144. 144 for me is a game that Katie still has not played. And it is a game about building cars and testing mm -hmm. them on the test track. And it's called Kraftwagen. Um, and this is, what's that re-implemented? Oh, another one. Okay. So this one's nice and blue. Um, lots of blue, which is not beige, but it's fine. <laughs> so what you're doing in this is you are trying to build a car. You're trying to get bodies for cars, engines for cars, and then you're trying to sell them. And each of these different customers are going to want a different thing. They might want a cheap car. They might want the best engine, the best body, 
or one of them wants like uh, the highest overall car or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then you, uh, on your turn, you can take one of these actions. So this is the Takayo thing where whoever's in the back gets next pick. And you're going to take the action. Whatever token you take is the action that you're going to be able to do. Uh, you can put cars for sale. You can move around the test track to try to do laps to score points. All you're trying to do is score points. That's it. Um, there's goals that you can get. There's engineers that you can buy to help you do all these things. It's a really fun game. Um, I like it, but I always, I can never remember how to play it ever. Like <laughs> even looking at this, all I know is this has to go around and you get points after that. I still can't ever remember how to play it. So that's part of the reason why I never get it out. Cause I'd have to relearn it every single time. Uh, but it's a really fun game. All the t- every time I played it, I've had a good time. Uh, and it's pretty cheap too. I mean, it should go without saying. Um, it's a you can find it if you want it. If you like the like the car theme and action selection stuff, this is a cool one. So one forty four for me is Kraftwagen. Yeah, this is the one that you're like. Oh, I love Autobahn or. Kanban. Kanban. And I'm like, that game sucks. Richard says the new version's coming out. Okay. Maybe I'll play it. Play the old version by then. <laughs> that means the old version's going to be super cheap. I didn't even know they were doing a new version. Um, yeah. I don't I don't really love the car theme anyway. Um, and I really dislike Kanban because I feel like, aren't we supposed to be making cars, but I never get points for cars. This so one's like, nothing like Kanban. And you do get points for making cars. All right. Yeah. Again, I'll play it, but again, he said he doesn't play it, so here we are. Yeah. My number 144 is a very strange game, but I like it. Obviously, it's 144 because it's deck building plus, like, um, worker... It's, it's not it's, worker it, placement. It's deck building worker placement. That's how I always describe it. Um, And it's themed after a video game or no a comic RPG an RPG where you don't want to sleep and it's called don't turn your back uh the artwork awful it is really bad and i mean not even like you know just um look at that board look how good that looks <laughs> that is bad looking necessarily yeah look at it but like there you go like not appealing images because of like the source material. But I think the concept of the game is really cool. So everyone has a deck, has their starting deck, and then they have a deck, their own buy deck. We all have the same cards in our buy deck, but they come out at different times to be bought, which I think is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on your turn, you're going, to, you're going to take your hand and the cards in your hand, they all have different places on the board that they can go and occupy. Um, to score you points in different ways. And so you're playing with other people. And so those spots are going to get filled up and trying to utilize your hand as much as you can to get the max out of it um, is re is really cool. And also for me, I love the end game scoring, which is putting things in the wax kingdom, but you don't necessarily want to be like, Oh, I'm gonna put the most points in the wax kingdom because putting the most points in the wax kingdom really only scores you in one way other things can score you in different ways. So mm-hmm. kind of thinking about that, I think that's really interesting. Um, and the fact that 
there is an event that comes out that you decide, am I going to put my cards into that particular event? Um, just because some of them are not good, but some of them are, you get points. Right. Yeah. So the mechanics are really interesting. It's unlike nearly any other game I've ever played. Um, and so despite like the really creatastic theme and artwork, um, it's a, it's, it's just a really good, interesting game. So my one forty four is don't turn your back. Yeah. It doesn't get nearly as much love as it should. I don't know why. Maybe because it's hideous. Maybe. All right. So my number one forty three is a game from portal and it's a weird one. And it, <laughs> not as weird as what that's I true, just it's not as weird about. as the last one, but this is a game called legacy. The Testament of Duke de Critchie. I don't know how to say his name. However you want, but this is effectively a family tree building game. It's a worker placement game where you're using workers. Whoops. I don't know what I clicked. I don't either. Uh, you're using workers to. Where's the freaking board? I just saw it. Uh, to go out to this board to be able to take actions. Good so well. you have your own player board that you can go to. Like you can go to any of these actions and you can do the thing. You also have some actions on your own board that you can do. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, what you're trying to do is you're trying to grow your family. So if I start out as a female, I need to get married to their heteronormative families because you have to be able to have kids. I don't. That's just the theme. I didn't make it. Um, so male married to a female, you have kids. Some of the kids could die, but then they're going to have kids and it's going to make your tree grow. You're going to put mansions, some of your family in mansions. They're going to do some government things. That's going to help you be the most prestigious family. That's kind of what you're doing. Uh, you're just building a family and the cards are going to be different types of things. Like they want to different ladies, want different types of dudes, different dudes, want different types of ladies. Um, sometimes you'll have an ugly baby. <laughs> and that's bad too. But like, here's the cards. Like, this person cannot have children. This one will let you do two things. They each have their own country that they're from, other kind of special abilities, and then some kind of like income. Like, this is a popper or something. He's just not good. He's a shoemaker. Um, so they're, they're all going to have different ways that affect the family as well. So you're trying to mitigate that all the while having the best family that you can. It's really interesting. It's kind of funky. It's definitely not a game, a theme that happens a ton, but I like it. There is another one. Didn't um, Eric Lang do one? Yeah, I don't think that one's very good, though. But it's family yeah. tree that I could think of. Yeah. Uh, but that's 143 Legacy, the Testament of Duke de Crecci. Or however you want to say his name. Yeah, say it however you want. Uh, my number 143 is just cards, if I remember correctly. Yep. And it is. Town Builder Cavorden. Do we own this? No, it's Chris's. It's highly hard to find. Uh, it's, of course, that's why I like it. Um, so in this game, you're building a town, but it's got multi-use cards, right? So your cards not only are buildings that you can build, but they also have, um, they also are worth t different types of resources. So you can spend them that way. And the different buildings that you build allow you to score different ways or get different points. Um, I think different types, if you have the most of certain type of building, yeah, you, you can, can get points for that. Get these fools right here. The Kevin James. <laughs> I just love Kevin James. It is a pretty basic, there are many games that are kind of like this. Um, one of the billion. Um, oh yeah, that Valeria game. Was Valeria kind of like games. Yeah. Similar. I never know which one. Card Kingdoms. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I, no, I, that actually, one is. No. Um, 
<laughs> it's not Car Kingdoms. I don't know. I don't know because they're all the same Valeria, blah, 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 and nothing to identify them. Anyway, um, that's enough of that rant. But I just happen to really like this one. I I just like the way the system works. It makes sense. Um, yeah. It's my 143 town builder. Yeah, you should have picked it up, Ryan. That's a good one. Do we have there's an expansion? Do we have the yeah, expansion? Yeah, it's like a I think it adds more cards. I don't I don't know. I've only looked into it a couple times. <laughs> Where are you gonna put the cards? <laughs> yeah, you, you gotta have a huge table to play this game. What? Yeah, all right. So my number crossover? Yeah, what are we on from 42? Mm -hmm. My number 142, Katie's actually talked about in this video. Yeah, that's right. Because that's how we roll here. And it is Istanbul. Katie already said everything you know. <laughs> um, I don't think I did a very good job describing how you play the game or anything. But like, I'm not going to do any better. You move people around and you leave them yeah. behind. And there's some people you, go to jail and you, you get stuff. You move your stack of people to a tile. You have to have somewhere to drop off. So in order to get to this tile, I'd have to have two people to be able to leave. Um, then I take the action on the tile. If I can't move, I have to go back to the fountain, gather up all my peeps so I can keep moving. And all these tiles that have gems, that's how you're going to be getting gems. There's like five or six different ways to get gems. You're trying to buy wheelbarrow cards. You're trying to buy goods. You're trying to get these upgrades here. Um, you can just buy the gems. You're just trying to get gems. We have an expansion that we still haven't played that adds, I think, like five more tiles or something. Makes the board even bigger. I didn't know we had an expansion. Yeah, you got it for me. It's like the okay. the coffee one. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. we are Between both of us talking about it, I think you have a good enough gist of how it goes. <laughs> so, my number 142 is Istanbul, not Constantinople. Um, yes, there is a roll. Oh, there's a roll. Isn't there also a card game? Is the dice game the rolling right? Is that the one we played? No, there's just the dice game. It's just okay. the We've dice We've only game. played the dice game. I don't think I've played anything else other than regular and dice. And again, probably because my natural Oh, it was just released a month ago. No, yeah, I was no like, way did you not read No, I didn't. We don't play something that new. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unless someone said it to us. Um, and my tendency is to like the original. And I... Well, I always say this. I don't like rolling rights. And then I'll name like a billion that I do like. There's so. some that are good, but most of the time it's... The ones I like are really right. Yeah. My number 142 is... This is a Feld. It is a Feld. Oh my gosh, I knew a designer, guys. Kayla Feld. Uh, no. I, I'm not the one that he has a restraining order against. It's Clemens Franz method for me. We're but um, this is not Clemens Franz art because it's not great either. Um, this is an oldie but a goodie, Trajan. I think Tennessee might have done the art for this one. There's like no art. It's like no, it's somebody else. There's Joe, no, no art. It said it on the front, front, front thing. Joe Hartwig. Okay. Right. Sorry, Joe. Swing um, and a miss. I think Jason talked about this in the podcast because he <laughs> is a bigger fan of Feld than me. And I like this game one. And it, because I, and honestly, it's because I haven't played it very much. Um, I just really played it all myself for the first time, probably within the last year, I'd say. Um, I had jumped in to help finish a, like a game a for somebody, and I was like, I have no idea yeah. what the flip is going on. Yeah. That was not a good uh, good idea. So this is um, Worker Rondell. Yeah, Mancala. You got some Mancala Rondell stuff. Right. And like you want to end up where with the color that you want 
You, whatever bowl you end up in is the action that you take. Right. Color is irrelevant unless you have a Trajan tile there. Which that's the whole other thing is getting those tiles. Um, there's a lot of things that like are interconnected in this game. And so to get those to work when you can is really great. And so there's a lot of like thinking because, but you can't, you just move and then it's like, okay, well, I'm doing this. But you're like, well, I want to do that over there. And I want that Trajan tile. Okay, now I do have a Trajan tile here, but I don't have enough people to get around to that stupid action. Um, I find it incredibly frustrating, but also when things work, it's so satisfying. This is my favorite part. I love the cards. I love the shipping. Uh, yeah, the cards are fine. I could care less about those, really. I like the shipping. It's fun. Of course you do. Something completely arbitrary that's not going to let you win the yep. game, but you're going to focus on it. <laughs> I like to roll. I never win. Um, I'm focusing on firing alteration tiles with the actions I'm doing, which I think is how you're supposed to <laughs> yeah, play. Yeah, that's probably the goal. But yeah, I don't know. Um, but I do like it. It is, again, like fairly simple as far as action to take, but choice. Yeah, all these areas are things you can do here, 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 right. here, and here. <laughs> and sometimes you want stuff because these cards come out. Like you have to be able to like feed sometimes. Yeah, people yeah. Or there's three things you have to be able provide. to provide to the people or they get mad at you using right. the pile of points. So you definitely want to not ignore them completely. You can ignore one, but you can't ignore all of them. Yeah. Yeah. So that that balancing act is really cool. So also, it's like I've got all these choices, but yeah, I really want to make sure that I get some of these things taken care of, um, and trying to maximize my turns. There's not a ton of turns in this either. Um, a feld that I enjoy. Um, there are some that I really don't like, but this obviously my top 100. Um, I will talk about my favorite feld. On the podcast but yes this trajan very good my number 142 all right my number 141 hey board game man oh, tennessee is this is this the one i'm like who's board game man you're yeah, like it's board game man and i'm like oh, Jamie. okay yeah <laughs> like someone yeah man. uh so my number 141 yeah i, just, I didn't write my list down so i'm using kids uh is a deck building game my favorite. And maybe it's up there on mine too. Oh, this isn't my favorite, but deck no. building is my favorite. This is a really good one. And this one is Legendary or Marvel Legend. I don't know how you say who cares. Legendary, <laughs> a Marvel deck building game. There I think go. I always call it Marvel Legendary. I didn't realize it's not listed that way. No one calls it that. Yeah. So this is a deck building game where you are taking on the role of the heroes, the Marvel heroes, and you're, you're, you're fighting the baddies. So like Magneto, Loki, all that kind of thing. Um, and you're doing that through deck building. So you're going to have a hand of crappy cards. You're going to use those cards or cards you previously bought in another hand to acquire new cards and use attack to fight baddie. That's the whole whole gist of the game. And henchmen. And, and henchmen. You need to make sure people aren't escaping from the town because there's a central board where if, if you ignore them long enough, they can escape. That's right. bad for you. And you need to defeat the villain before the deck of cards runs out. So there is kind of a timer. There's some mastermind or schemes that are going to happen that causes stuff to speed up. Right. So the game is actively fighting against you, but you're also fighting against competing it. against each other as well. It's a cooperative game, but you're also trying to score the most points. So there is a little bit of competitiveness. But if no one, if you can't beat the bad guy, nobody wins. So really fun game. Um, if you like Marvel, you like deck building. This is a no-brainer. So legendary. Deck building 141. Yes. <laughs> um, 
I like Mar I like Legendary because it's not the game is fun against you, but it's not totally brutal. Like it is very possible to win. Um, I also like it because I love Marvel. I think I've only lost like once or twice of all mm -hmm. the times we played it, just because the way the the schemes come out, like it can, because it's all random. Yeah, that's true. So it can really mess you up. Yeah, but I love picking my marble. I like generally X Men, so I want to play with. But you know, mix it up. My number one forty one is trick taking barely, but it's in the name. It's in there. But it's more of a pick up and deliver game, and that is tricky ties. This game has such good artwork, and it's it's pretty simple. I don't know if we have you played with my cousins because they like it. I don't know if we have or not. I thought we did. So you're moving your little boats around to collect uh, different items from these islands, um, but in order to move your boat, you're going to have to play a card in the trick. So you are following suit. There's like I don't know why like different so four different colors or yeah five colors four or something. five different colors yeah normal trick taking yeah. Um, only highest number wins, but also on the cards, it shows you which directions your boat card. can go. And it can also activate um, a particular, like, sea monster. Yeah, so this three will let you go these directions mm -hmm. only. So there you And go. that's a yellow card. Mm -hmm. um, so you can move, like, the big octopus or the sea dragon, the kraken, or the whale, or the shark. And those each, each of those creatures does something different. Maybe... Um, lets you take a cube for yourself, spit out some extra cubes, move some stuff around, um, which helps you fulfill contracts at different islands. So <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's a really fun game. It's really easy to teach. Um, I, I don't like think it. my bank would like to move into Tennessee. <laughs> I Well, I, I was just going to say, I don't know if my job would either, but I do know that there's... You can work from home. There's someone in the Riveted who we oh, both work true. for the Air yeah. Force and they live in Tennessee. It's true. I forget where, but yeah. I don't know. I do like Tennessee, but I cannot back. I will not be a Vols fan. Titans. Just start some controversy. <laughs> That's my 141. That's tricky Titans. All right. My number 140 is actually a game that may have been the second game from Eric Lang that we ever had. Maybe the first game. Mm, I think we had... Um, <coughs> Godfather first. Yeah. Yeah, and this game is Victorian Masterminds. So this is 140 for me. Yes. And if you haven't played this game, this is also Antoine Bowser, so he's filtering water and it down a little bit, making it less Eric lang <laughs> But if you haven't played this game, it's effectively... You are, it's a steampunk game, and you are trying to build themed. a steampunk theme game, and you're trying to build this doomsday device. Arbitrary. And, and what, the way that it works is you have these little gears here, and you're going to be putting them face down on these locations to take the action. You're trying to collect bolts. You're trying to collect metal. You're trying to build up your um, like attack on your machine mm -hmm. to fight off the government or whatever. And you're also trying to, <laughs> snap, to yeah. snatch up these buildings here because they're worth points, and they're going to give you bonuses. But some of these are going to cancel out the character that's under it. So you may go there expecting to do all this stuff. Somebody was a jerk and put the mean person on top of you, and you don't get to do it. So it's uh, the game ends when somebody builds a doomsday machine, 
every piece you put on your machine is going to give you some kind of bonus, mm -hmm. give you extra abilities you can do. And it's really fun. Just like a set collection. Yeah. Fun game. That's it. Yeah, I don't have much to say about it. But <laughs> it's really good. The board is super long, so it's hard to, like, see it all. Yeah, that's but true. But if you haven't tried it, it's pretty cheap as well because people don't really like it. But I like it. They can be wrong. It's fine. So my number 140 is Victoria Masterminds. Yeah, Victoria Masterminds is real good. Um, no orange. I can't wear orange. It makes me look like I have a jaundice. Um, Wait. You don't live in Gettysburg, PA, do they? Your aunt? No. Maybe they're on vacation. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's happening our our life is derailed um oh unless is darren there? no it would be sad i don't know anyway i don't know i don't know why i said wait a minute victorian masterminds is is good um because when you get oh you're on vacation okay that that makes sense <laughs> i was like wait a minute i didn't think you lived there it's like what is my what I didn't know you guys moved. Um, no, they're on vacation. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> Victoria Masterminds is really cool when you, it's better not at two. Um, yeah, you don't want to play it. Because two. then you, you're you're placing your gears down to take your action. And when you get so many in space, that space is action fires. And then each worker's special ability is activated. Um which is really fun because they can interact with each other um, and someone may take the thing that you wanted from the space and um, or may like double their move or negate your double move. Um, I actually like it a full player count. I, this is one I have yes. full player count. I think it's four or five. It's over here somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. But yes, it's really good. Um, it's actually right there. Okay. I was like, it should be right here, which is funny because my number 140 is also right, <laughs> right here there. underneath. <laughs> the computer that we're using and that is dogs of war um apparently a lot of the games that i'm picking in this list are like out of print oh this one's like crazy hard to find i also like this is speaking of designers i love palomori palomori every one of his games is so different love palomori we'll show you this and i like some of them so dogs of war is um tug of war on a game board Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, the miniatures are cool. Also, the miniatures are cool in Dogs of War. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, not Simon. But you can't get it for four to six dollars, um, I don't think. Nope. Because it's, it's, as far as I know, hard to find. I don't know that they're reprinting it. Um, so it's a tug of war. You're playing, you, there are a couple different phases. One phase, you're recruiting people to work in your army, um, and they're going to give you the power to sway kind of the battle um, one way or another. And so you've got these several battles going on. And you're placing your character down. Characters have special abilities also. Place your character down, playing a card with it to sway the battle mm -hmm. towards you. Um, you can only play on one side of the battle unless you play special cards. Right. Um, so between playing those cards and you can, like, the game encourages you to try to make deals with people. To be a jerk. Um, it is. Then you're also, at the same time, collecting these, these crests or... Um, Shields. Shield, there's a better word for it. Coat of arms? It's not shields. I don't know. It's just this right there. I know. I know. I, <laughs> I just can't think of the word. But for lack of term, these different like house shields. Um, 
and you start with a few and you're trying to increase by winning battles, increase the point value for each of those as you also are collecting those. So that's kind of in-game points. You're also scoring points and doing things um, during the battles. This is mean. It's super mean. It's so mean. It's so backstabby. It's super mean. Betrayal. I mean, you're dogs of war. You're, you just are capitalizing on whatever happens. Yeah, you may form an alliance with somebody on one side of the war. I'm like, betrayal. Jump on the other side of the war just to be a jerk. Because there's a cool bonus over there that you want. I yeah. don't feel like I win this game very often because it reminds me of area control kind of with the back and forth. I always somehow end up losing. But Ooh, cool. um, in defiance of that, I play, always play the pink lady who has this giant hat that I feel like just overshadows everybody else and knocks their pieces over. Like so that is my own rebellious stance in this game because I know that I won't probably win. Yeah, there's she's got like a uh, skull, skull on her, on her hat. hat. Yeah, it's awesome. I just like to be her with her big hats. Uh, but this game is mean. You're yelling at each other. Um, it's super mean, but you got to know that going in, right? Right, because right. it's it can be just fun. Yeah. It's just like um, Godfather, you know. Yeah. Where, yeah, I'm gonna, um, you know, blow up a car bomb, and your family's going to work. They'll be back later. It's cool, um, <laughs> and that's really kind of how this game is. Like the, and the thing is, if you are a person that likes game experiences, um, where people are taking stuff like. For example, this game, I have. Last, I, I don't like that, but I still like this game. I have grudges. I'm still holding on to <laughs> from things that were done to me in this game. There are like inside jokes, like "War Machine," that I still have because of times I played this game. Yeah. Um. And I even played it with the former host, who shall not be named, and he didn't ruin it for me. No. No, he's per this is the game for him. Yeah. Um, because it has like that party game feel, but there is is a some strategy to it as well. So if you like that party game interaction feel, but want to have actual game, Dogs of War is is for you. So good luck finding it or just come play yeah. with us. And any, anybody can play it. It just let them know that it's gonna be mean. Yes. So that is my 140 Dogs of War. All right, my number 139 is we're going to speed up because we got to put our kid to bed oh, sorry. uh eternal palace uh this is a game i don't know if anybody's played this or not but this is a game basically where you're replacing using dice to move up on tracks that's legit what the game is you're placing dice at these different locations to move your disc up these tracks to get bonuses you're trying to recruit these people you're trying to get these different paintings to make this like um this portrait thing with Have different I pieces. This? Yes. We played it. Everything <laughs> you get worth a point. So you spend an hour playing this game and you end up with like nine points. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. So uh, everything you're doing is moving up on a track to get rewards. Uh, it's a really fun game, but it can be kind of harsh because you spent an hour playing this game and you may end up with 10 points. Because yeah. every piece of cardboard that you're putting in your picture is worth a point. There's a couple other ways you can get some points too, but you're not going to get a ton. Uh, but it's a fun dice placement. It has great art, uh, really cool production, and it's pretty fun. So, yeah, that's mine, whatever number it is. Eternal <laughs> Palace. 139. That's what I keep saying. It's my whatever number it is. Uh, my 139 is another game that's absolutely criminally hard to find. Oh, yeah. This is even harder to find than Dogs of War. Like, it doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, it doesn't even say who designed the game, yeah, but Arthur Rackham did the art. 
doesn't exist. So the game, it's Grim, a card game. And y'all can blame Fanzero because he introduced us to it and we hunted it down um, to there find this. There was one copy on BGG and I snagged it up. Yeah, there's none, no listings there right now. As I far as hey, I look, there we are. Because no one else has this game. <laughs> We're one of the few reviews on BGG because no one else has it. So, Grim the Card Game. This is a really good game. It is... Um, There's no pictures either. I know. It's an auction-ish. Simultaneous action game. Yeah. So, everyone has the same set of cards and they have numbers on them. And so, you're going to choose a number as like a bid for a card that is out in the tableau. And um, cards you're trying to collect cards to score points. So different cards work with other cards. Maybe they um, will go together. Like you get a bunch of dwarves and the dwarves compound in number to get you more gold because gold's your points. Or maybe you get Rumpelstiltskin who's turning, you know, anything that you have that's not gold into gold. Um, or you have a dragon that doubles your gold. So you're using these cards with the numbers on it to bid. Oh, there's a picture. You can only use each card once in the round mm -hmm. so you know who's played what you know who can trump me on this do i want this card bad enough there is a card that you can play that beats all the other cards but you can use it once per game um there are cards that their special power their number is negated when another card is played with them again all you do on your turn is choose a card to play but the decisions are agonizing um, I wish everyone could have this game. The artwork is cool. And the box is like this big. The box is you tiny. You go. Um, but it's one of those simple, fun little games. Um, that is my number 139, Grim. Yeah. Sorry. Criminally, you're never going to find it. I Come play it with us. Okay. <laughs> That's all I can say. All right. So my number uh, 138 is actually a new-ish game. It's a two-player only cooperative trick-taking game. And it's called Sale. And I played this with Brandon. He didn't ruin it. And we almost played it once, but then we did something else. Um, so this is a game. We were in Santiago. That's all we need to say there. Uh, but this is a trick-taking game where you can't communicate. So you're trying to win tricks because you have to move your boat. You can't see that. You're trying to move your boat through these hazards to get to the end. Uh, if you hit a crack and it damages your ship, which puts junky cards in your deck. Mm. But... Um, if you win a trick, that moves the boat toward you. So if I win a trick, the boat would come diagonal this way, which is bad because it can't go that way. It's an island. So you're mm -hmm. trying to figure out which cards to play with limited communication to move the ship how you want to. You can pass a card to your uh, to your teammate before the round. Hmm. You have a player of power that helps as well, and you're just trying to do as best you can avoid the stuff there. And you have to you have so many rounds to get past these clouds. If you can't do that, you lose. You can't make it to the end by the end of round five you lose so just a simple trick-taking game with some decent strategy so mm. i like it that's number 138 sale mm -hmm. my number 138 is a game you saw sale at mckay's you should totally pick it up sale is fantastic mm. if you like trick-taking i mean if you don't like trick-taking you're not gonna like it we don't have mckay's <laughs> Yeah, I know. I, he always talks about McKay's. He gets all of his games there. Evidently, we need to go to yeah. Tennessee. I, I don't know. He, every time he's like, I got this at McKay's. It's like five bucks. Like, <laughs> we we should go stay at Kentel's and get a McKay's. <laughs> I'm going to go broke at McKay's. <laughs> um, my number 138 is a game that our friends over at the Board Game Rundown love. 
Um, it's a good game. It's a 138 game. It is not. It's not. Yeah, it's not a top it's not, 50 game. It's not a top 50 game, but it's good. It's good. The game is raw. Raw is a tile bag drawing auction pusher luck game. Yeah, effectively. Set, set collection. Uh, set collection. Yeah. Game. So um, tiles are coming out of a bag. They are then you want them. This kind of reminds me of Grimm in some ways. Yeah. Weird. I never made the connection. So <laughs> by Ra. Um, and then you have a particular set of numbers to use as uh, your ability to bid. Ra is your number one game? Interesting. I. Richard, it's not a number one game. It's a number 138 game. <laughs> no, some people really do like it. He said that he's really liked it before. <laughs> um, yes. Um, and I know my friend Tim, Tim loves Ra. Yeah, it's almost criminal. Maybe he plays it a little more spirited than I do. I, I really I think it's really fun. Again, like Grim, this idea of okay. I want that tile. Do I, how bad do I want it? Because again, if I'm if I'm bidding with one of my higher numbers, ooh, I like that version. That's slick. That that number goes way. I don't get that number. Right. Um, which is sad times. But sometimes you're like, man, I those tiles are going to score me major points, and getting those points can be really difficult. Um, just the regular version of this game, which is what we have. That's I think what we have yeah. It's still fantastic. The production's obscene. It's just obscene. Um, very tactile. Um, just that push, like, ooh, can I wait for one more? Um, my watch reminded me to go to bed soon. Yeah, the cardboard tiles, but all this stuff, like, still, that's still wood. That's still wood. But those, like, the cardboard tiles are, are pretty, pretty thick. thick. Yeah. Um, and so, like, avoiding the bad tiles, getting, um, the good one yeah like it's and yes the actions you take are a straight auction but you're also really trying to balance um getting what you need because some things go away at the end of the round so you're like i really got to maximize what i've got here or else i'm getting no points for it i stink at this game yeah I'm, maybe that's why it's so i'm not i played one game terrible. and had like 10 points it was terrible it's terrible uh but that like really fun like ooh, what's gonna come out next oh i keep pushing it do i jump out of the action now that is that's a really cool part about it. So, Doctor Knizia, my one thirty eight, All right, my number one thirty seven, right? Yes. yes, is a game that I don't know how easily it is to get, which is sad. Yeah, because it's like so simple, and we got it like for five dollars. Yeah, we, we got it on a Black Friday sale, and that is Black Fleet. Uh, this is a pick up and deliver game. I actually like really like pick up and deliver. Um, it's just fun. There, you can see what you're doing. You know, I got to go here and get that thing and take it there it's, pr it's pretty basic but it's a fun journey to get it from there to there and that's what this is you're pirates you mm -hmm. are trying to get different types of goods from these islands you can see the colors here and you're trying to deliver them to you're the other pirates you have well pirates. you're a merchant ship but you have a pirate and you're you have this get you can't sell to your own island so this one can't be sold to there so if i take this one i gotta go to another island to sell it for the money to get gold mm -hmm. and then you're using the gold to flip these cards that are in front of you, which is like the timer of the game. You have five cards. First person to build all five of their cards is the winner. 
And there's also a pirate that can co- go around and attack you. There's uh, navy ships that can go around and attack your pirates. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you're you're not safe out in the open water. No. But there's a lot of the water here, so you can do that. And to, to play, you're going to play a card down. It's going to tell you which navy ship to move, how much you can move your merchant ship, and if you're going to be moving your pirate. I think that what all it does on that. Mm-hmm. And then you're just moving around, getting goods, mm-hmm. selling goods, trying to steal people, sink other people's pirate ships, and all that kind of thing. Super fun. I enjoy mm-hmm. it. Good luck finding this one. I think it's hard to find as well. Um, pretty criminally out of print because they were selling them for five dollars. <laughs> Barely. So forty-eight bucks. There you go. If you want it, forty-eight yeah. bucks. New on the geek market. I wouldn't pay forty-eight dollars for it, but there you go. If you want. But it. the components are really cool, and the artwork is gorgeous. I absolutely agree. Black Fleet is yeah, it's fantastic. The artwork is really cool. Really pretty. Um, the fact that my merchant boat holds my cubes to deliver. In fact, my pirate boat holds a cube that I can steal and then bury. Yes. Pretty awesome. And also, you can be mean and take Spaxi. Like, ooh, I'm going to sink your ship. It comes right back. And I come back on my next turn. Every turn, it just keeps coming back. You have unlimited pirates. That's fine. That's great. Um, my number 137 is a game that we own, sort of. And tried to play. <laughs> the game is Forgotten Waters. You are actually pirates in this one. Um this is a, a plaid hat game that I agreed to make Jason try finally. And then went to open the game and the cards inside were in Polish. There is a video about that. And I will be continuing to chron- my, chronicle the journey. Once I get the new cards, I will talk about it on videos. We have yet to get the new cards. But apparently they're working cards. on it. They're working on it, yes. So no manufacturer problems. So if you buy Forgotten Waters new, um, see what language your cards are in. Could be this language. Could be Polish. Um, so in this, this is really cool. You got this big book that you use. It has maps in it. It has, um, it has actions that you're going to take. You are in a pirate crew with everyone else. You can work together and you do sort of want to, but you're a pirate. So you may have to make choices. Like I'm going to take this treasure, but it's an adventure game. There's a really great app that comes with it that unlike, um, Tales of Arabian Nights, which you really like where you have to do the reading um, the app for Forgotten Waters will read it to you. It has um, um, voice actors. <laughs> I do love Polish songs. Um, I just don't read Polish very well. Uh, who are reading the story. So you're making choices. You're going around with your crew. You're developing your character as you go. So it's like super D&D light. Um, but the artwork is really cool, and I just think the concept's really fun. And so I can't wait till we can actually play it together, and I can make Jason play it. So we were all set, we were setting up, we were trying, and it just didn't pan out. We just can't repolish. Yeah. Uh, it would have taken way too long to play it like that. Polish, I like three words in Polish. No, so I mean, now you, I know four because one's the word for the lip. You have Who's to look that? it up and like Google Translate every yeah. single time. Yeah. So my one thirty-seven is Forgotten Waters. All right, my number one thirty-six, and the last one for me is a board and dice game or whatever they're called now. And it's about terracotta <laughs> warriors and it's called terracotta army. <laughs> I can't keep tra- to be fair. There are other. Yeah. Xi'an is better. Xi'an's about terracotta warriors. Xi'an's a better game, I think. But this is um, a game where you are, there's multiple rondelles here and you're sending workers out to the rondelles to take all three of the actions. You get inner, inside, middle and exterior. And then you're, Basically trying to earn money to put out terracotta soldiers 
um, archers, horses, uh, get some people into these specialists so you have special different actions. Also, you try to get these end-of-round goals here, certain patterns in the grid to score points. Everything is about scoring points, but you have to collect um, clay. You got to moisturize the clay. You got to do all this stuff that you need to do to make terracotta warriors. Uh, it's got a lot going on, but it's actually pretty fun. Um, it's a, not one that I would play with everybody because it is a little bit beefy, and this puzzle right here can get a little, a little monotonous. But I do enjoy it, and. Yeah, so there it is. My number one, 30, whatever, 36. 36. Terracotta Army. There you go. Oh, your instructions weren't Polish. Huh. But is that a Polish game? Koleszka? It sounds Polish. <laughs> it's like. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not good with any languages, not even English. Uh, my number one, 36, has like real terrible artwork. Like it came from. Um, zoo books if you are of my age yeah, uh it looks like it looks like them but the game is really good and it's Zuloretto. again this is one of those themes like who doesn't want to think who hasn't thought about as a child like oh look at those pandas those pandas are cute that's better art than we have on that's the way we have. that's adorable yeah. here's our stupid one <laughs> i mean i love pandas but i was hoping i don't know it's just the colors they chose, even for like the font. Yeah, huh. it looks like a cartoon. Yeah, what were they? Like I don't know. And like actually, the actual. But what about this? What about those? Those look good. Are just disgusting. What, but what about this ambiguous cat? It's a leopard. <laughs> it's. I think it's, it's a, a cheetah. I don't know. Anyway, um, you were built. You were putting together a zoo, uh, and you were doing this by pulling tiles out of a bag to put into carts and then draft a cart. Um, and this is a little bit push your luck. Do I get what I want? Um, you know, cause you've got, you can't just put like pandas and cheetahs in the same pen, but if you only have room there, cats and dogs living together, <laughs> it's anarchy. <laughs> you can't, it's anarchy. You got to put the elephants over here and the penguins over here. Like you got to separate it and you're getting points for having your pens full for not having extra animals, um, in your barn that don't have a home. So you really want to be careful how you're drafting. Money is so hard to get. You also want to have like little kiosks because yeah. if I'm going to the zoo, I freaking need a drink. It's going to cost me $50, but you know, you got to have those. Those help with multipliers. Um, but pushing your luck to be like, Ooh, can I get, and then also if you have like, look at those coins. Yeah. The coins suck. If you have a mommy animal and a daddy animal, you can get a baby animal. And they also fill up your pens too. So like trying to get like both genders of animals and all the, the only the animals you need. Colorado is good. I agree. That's the card version. Oh, okay. I thought there was like, I didn't know there was a dice game for Zuloretto. I mean, either. I, we have Zuloretto and one expansion. That's it. And, and Col Colorado. And Colorado. Yeah. Um, but we've played this with lots of different people and they all really like it because people do like the idea of getting animals in their zoo and, even though the artwork is bad, um, they're like, oh, a little panda. Or I was trying to think of what my favorite animal is. I don't know. I always fight over like a certain animal. But we have the one expansion that came with the two that you can put lions in there. But you have to take one of the other animals out. It's real dumb. It's just real sad. It's real dumb. I'm like, well, can I have lions and kangaroos? I like the kiosks. I like building the kiosks. Uh, anyway. It's a great game. It's my 136 Zuloretto. Okay. 
So that is 150 to 136. We're gonna now we're not gonna recap. It's because you don't have a list. We, yes, I do. It's right here. I just pulled it up. Oh, it's right there. You don't want to recap our list? Cool. Okay, fine. We'll recap. My number 150 <laughs> is Takamilko. 149 is Dice Forge. 148 is Juicy Fruits. 147 Ginger. 146 Santa Monica. 145 Taxi Derby. 144 Kraftwagen. 143 Legacy, The Testament of Duke Takeshi. 142 Istanbul. 141 Legendary. I'm not going to say the rest. 140 <laughs> Victorian Masterminds. 139 Eternal Palace. 138 Sale. 137 Black Fleet. 135 Terracotta Army. 136 Terracotta Whatever. Army. Whatever. 136 Terracotta Army. <laughs> Your 135 is something else. Is this OP? I don't know. That would be sad. Oh, Zuloretto? Zuloretto? Uh Well, this picture here, I don't know if you can see it anymore. Um, the picture on the cover here uh -huh. is a new version. I think there's a new version. Hmm. This one. I yeah, think. that looks I don't know that for sure. It's got like a, the spiel thing on it that I don't think yeah. it's on. It's not on. That's not on ours. Yeah, I think there. This might not be the new one, but I think there is a version that's available. Ooh, but I don't know that. The for new sure. version's cuter. I want it. Um, my number one fifty is Meeple Land. One forty nine Camel Up. The original racing game. Uh, 148, Istanbul also. 147, Zulk in the Mayan calendar. 146, Takaido. 145, Between Two Castles of Mad King Ludwig. 144, Don't Turn Your Back. 143, Town Builder, Covorden. 142, Trajan. 141, Tricky Tides. 140, Dogs of War. Uh, 139, Grim, a card game. 138, Ra. 137, Forgotten Waters. And 136, Zuloretto. So. That's it. That is 150 to 136. Um, we're working on getting better. <laughs> we're back. Nobody's sick. There's no holidays. We're going we're gonna to get to 101. That's true. We before will. too long. Um, probably not before we hit, get to one on the podcast, but. No, but we'll get there. <laughs> we'll, get there. we'll get there. Pretty okay. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, it's always more fun when we have people watching and commenting. So thank you. I really, really appreciate it. But also thank you people who watch this later when we're not live um, and comment too. So. Yeah. Everything Katie said. <laughs> it's like the podcast. I have nothing to say at the end of this. It's true. I've said enough. All right. Well, I've been Katie. And I'm Jason. Keep gaming, everybody. Keep gaming. Good night.